Shout out to our awesome sponsors, El Couture, the female-founded, female-run athleisure brand that we are obsessed with. Obsessed. Obsessed. <laughs> I got today, actually, the Untamed collection. I am one of those girls that only wears black gym wear and generally just black all in my wardrobe. And I got the lace bra and the matching leggings and they are so comfortable. And I would say that for the bra, I have really big boobs and I just thought, you know, I really struggle with sports bras that my tits constantly like flop out of them. I don't feel secure. And honestly, I just think that this bra is perfect because it's high neck and it is super supportive. So really, really recommend it. Love it. And I am delighted to report that we are offering a 20% discount that I will be availing of this evening, Fiona, because I love their collection. So if you use the code LOVEBITES20, it's applicable on full price items only. This can be used online and in store. So there's two stores in Dubai, one on Alwassel Road and one at the beach. They also ship globally. If you're buying from outside of Dubai, then you get free express global shipping with all taxes being covered by El Couture. Which is brilliant news. Thank you so much, El Couture. The following podcast contains strong language and explicit content. And if that offends you, then I suggest you switch this off. This is a Podcast Now production. So this girl had basically said that she had been in love with her boss who was married for like 10 Mm. years. And it all ended with the fell swoop of him saying holly bobs. And it was obviously a joke. But it just goes to show (laughs) that like, it just takes you to like... For a split second to readjust for you to be liberated from that feeling of absolute like this girl had apparently tortured herself for years and he said holly bobs and that was it over welcome to love bites a podcast about all the things you were told you couldn't talk about like no one tells you how expensive anal bleaching is do you want to know? How much? Okay, I'd, so, I'd absolutely fucking love to know, yes. Now that you so, bring it up. <laughs> um, so I went and had a consultation last week. I put it on our Instagram. And uh, the price of getting your butthole and your vagina a pink shade is uh, 4,000 dirhams, which is what? about £850. Right. I thought you were going to say 2,000 dirhams and that would have been obscene, like 400 quid. Did you spend nearly a grand I didn't having do it. your... Oh, you didn't? No, okay. no, 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 no. That I just had a consultation. I just had a consultation. I didn't like go and... I didn't spend that money. I did... Don't get me wrong. Like I really contemplated it. I was like, do I spend that money? And I went with my, my colleague, Sean, and she was like, just do it like you'll feel so much more comfortable you know and i confident blah blah blah. and then i got home and i told my housemate Beanie, and she was like if you're trying to buy a house in the uk i don't think you should be spending four thousand dirhams slash 850 pounds on your butthole can i ask is your current butthole hue does it bother you or (laughs) like you've never really talked before like i've talked ad nauseum about my little wiggly worm popping out <laughs> my butthole and that's kind of understandable but you've never really mentioned before that you your distaste with your your um like your butt color and now you're actually you know going to have consultations where does that come from um 
look, I don't... I've never really... I've always kind of known... I, I've never really loved my butthole. But who does love their butthole? Nobody! Nobody loves their butthole. They're weird. And we're used to seeing these girls' little perfectly pink Barbie buttholes in porn. And of course, they've all spent £850 and or 2,000 dirhams having them genetically fucking modified. I know, right? So I need to obviously, like, keep that in mind. I think it's because... I don't know. I think... I think... Do you know why it is? This is also why... I think I've I've got it in my head. Obviously, I did anal with that guy, and um, and now I'm like, ooh, so that's now on the menu, and like um, and I'm planning on seeing the barber when I go back, and he's suddenly expressed interest in the butthole, which he's never right. really done before. We've never done that, and um, and I'm like, okay, so now that's on the menu. Do I need to do yeah. something? But no, anyway, like, I don't I'm, think I don't think the barber is going to have like a farrow and ball color chart out at your asshole <laughs> measuring it as per his other partners and their pink to brown level ratio your butthole is beautiful my butthole with the wee wiggly worm is also beautiful darling dear listeners is anal bleaching something that you would consider didn't we is ask it this something the other week? That you've had done. I don't know. We didn't get any. We didn't get any responses, and I'd no. love to hear again. So I am reissuing. You know where to reach us. Love bites podcast underscore on Instagram. I'm just love like, to hear from you anytime I, at all. I feel like this is the third episode that we talked about butthole bleaching, and I'm really into it. JJ's going to be like, "Can you just stop fucking talking about anal bleaching? Because we're going to get a shadow back. Yeah, but we did. We weren't equipped with this information, Fiona. No, we no. weren't equipped with you know the price. <laughs> The price tag is price quite is hefty. A lot. Well, that's the thing. Look, look. If it wasn't a super expensive thing, I then would I would I would do it. But it's like a hefty cost, and I'm like, I don't really, I don't feel like my butthole is attended to enough to warrant the price. Yes, got so you. and agree. There you go. Agreed. Moving um, on. My goodness, have I got so much to tell you? I've got. I feel like so much has happened this week. I just don't know. I don't know what to start with. Do we? Okay. Do you know what? I'm going to start with the funny. Should I start with the funny stuff first? Tell me. Yeah. Okay, so last week I spoke about this Irish guy that I was going to go on a date with. Yeah. Then, so that was, when did we record? Monday. So him and I were talk, started talking on that month, that month, Sunday night, Monday. So essentially last week. Decided to, we're going on a date. And then, uh, all fine. He was very, very all over the, all over me, like very, very keen um all the things and then mm. out of nowhere or the night the day before we were supposed to go on our date he sends me a message do you know what i'm gonna read you the message i sent it to you didn't i yeah do you know what? i'm not i can't be bothered to find the message because it's so far up it essentially said i'm so sorry we can't go on our date because the girl that i was have been dating it suddenly got more serious over the past couple of days Bearing in mind, me and him have only been speaking for a couple of days, so I thought that was pretty strange. Um, and then he goes to me, but I'd really like us to be friends. And I was like, and he goes, oh, I'm still a fan of the podcast. So I was like, right, that's fine, whatever. Thank you for letting me know. And I said, thanks so much for letting me know. Thanks for being honest, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, and then he goes, um, he said something along the lines of, um, you know, I did. I wanted to be honest. I didn't want to be that guy that was messing girls around. So I was like, okay, fine, cool. I was like, listen, totally fine. No worries. All good. Essentially had a bit of chat. He said, I really hope we can be friends. Obviously in those situations, you're kind of like, 
really nice gesture, but we're probably not going to be friends. All fine. Moving on. All good. Mm -hmm. Then a day passes. It's the Friday. And uh, yeah, yeah, day or no. Two days pass. Fine. Done. Um, I'm sitting there on my sofa and I get a massage from him. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. So this was my last message to him was he said, hope we can be friends. Oh, yeah. He said about his uh, I think I said something along the lines of about his whatever misses. Well, um, she's very lucky. I hope you two do well or whatever. And she goes, he goes, she's really wonderful. I hope we can be friends. And I go to him, me too. And if you have any hot rugby friends to set me up with, please feel free to send them my way. Ha ha. And he goes, ha ha, I will. All fine, all good. Goodbye. He then sends me a message going, hey, so did you find anyone to replace me? Find a replacement for me. How's your week been? And I was like, I'm sorry. Why are we speaking? Yeah. I know that he yeah. said, let's be friends, but very odd. I was like, mm. So I responded saying, hey, I didn't think you were being serious about being friends. Don't you think it's a bit weird? And if I was your girlfriend, I'd probably be pissed off. And he goes, I don't have a girlfriend. I said I liked someone, told her I was going to be your friend. She even said you seemed nice. And I said, ha ha, did she really? Because put it into context, he's telling me that he met a girl on Hinge, decided that he liked the girl that he was dating, then went and told her, listen, I've been talking to this girl on Hinge and uh, I am not going to go on a date with her, but I said we'd be friends. And he's trying to tell me that the girl is, like, fine with it. No way. No way. I'm just going to turn my camera off, by the way. Okay, I'll do that too. Um, there's just no way. Anyway, continuing. I go, haha, did she really? And he goes, she did. I explained the situ and I said I felt bad and that you were nice. And she said, you Fucking seemed hell. it. And I go, Jesus. lol, I'm good. No need to feel bad. And he goes, and I said I'd still be her friend. And she said, good, you should be. I've never heard, like, literally the biggest lie of 2022. No girl would say that, right? Well, hang on, it I'm depends. Not, I'm, I'm not finished. Oh, right, on. sorry. Let me, let me, let me finish continue. and then continue. we can discuss. I beg your pardon. I, f- I feel like there's more time back. And then I go, I appreciate that, but I fancied you and you said you fancy me. So it'd so be a bit weird, wouldn't it? There's just no need. And then he goes but doesn't mean you have to act on it. And I was like, "Mm, it was two days ago. And he goes, lots of attractive people in the world. When you have a connection with someone, it's special, no. And I was like, oh, what? And then I said, you seem like a lovely bloke, but not sure I want to be friends with someone. He didn't want to go on a date with me because he preferred someone else. Then he goes, yeah, it was just a timing thing. I met her before we matched. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. And he goes, she's worth the loyalty. And I was like, that's great, but no need for us to be friends. I don't think you're a bad person. And he goes, well, if you change your mind, and then I decided to send him a voice note, and I was like, listen, I think you think that I'm going to think you're a bad person, but I really don't. In fact, I actually forgot you existed. So it's really, there's just no need for this. So tell me your thoughts on that, my good friend. Wow, that is... (sighs) Very odd. I don't really really know what to make of that, Fiona, because he... 
he was very honest. Um, well, I say very honest. He was honest enough to tell you that he likes somebody else and fair play. You know, you can you can simultaneously talk to a few people Maybe. at the one time and, you know, I encourage you to do the same thing as well to keep your options open. So that's fair enough. I do appreciate his honesty. But again, I do not believe in this remaining friends thing, especially when you met under like a sexual premise and you absolutely like expressed how much you fancied each other and wanted to see each other. So I think he was really trying to be the good guy in this um, and he wanted to keep those lines of communication potentially open with you. Um, yeah, very odd. And again, I don't believe that a girl would say, yeah, so the girl that you were chatting to whilst also chatting to me, yeah, sure, go ahead and continue that friendship with her. There's no way, Fiona. It's bollocks. Unless, unless he has told her more about you, i.e. Fiona, love bites, and maybe she's done a bit of research and actually she would surmise that you are in fact a lovely person and maybe, I don't mm. know, she would like to be your friend, but I definitely do not think that I she is encouraging so. him to be your friend. Yeah, that's a weird one. It's a little bit of a um, a mind fuck right from the early beginning that I would just not want to be a part of. It, uh, you've yeah. got enough friends, Fiona. You've got enough wonderful friends and you do not need to add another one especially somebody that liked you and then didn't like you enough to continue seeing you over somebody else and I'm not blaming him for that by the way I actually admire that he kind of cut it off sooner rather than later but there's no need to continue on this thread of friendship it's done and so yeah can I tell you what so first of all I mean we can all agree uh, collectively that he thinks I was born yesterday in saying to me that this girl would be okay with me and him being friends given the circumstances that we met under. Um, this is my summary of what's happened here. He was seeing this girl that he really liked. He then was on hinge because do you know what, keep your options open, whatnot. We then start speaking and um, not everyone has the skill that I do which is to be able to date multiple people. It says skill, like it, it takes a lot of hard work and also you have to be able to be someone that can split your attention equally and not a lot of people can do that. People find it difficult because they'll always essentially feel something more for someone else. They'll never be able to split the focus. So I think what's happened is he then has gone, oh God, this is too much. Let me cut this off with the most recent person, but let me say we're going to continue being friends just in case the other person doesn't work because if you notice what he said which was I said your girl after he said to me oh it's got a bit more serious with this girl which means in my eyes oh they're going to make it official that's why he's cutting it off with me and I said oh but your girlfriend and he goes I don't have a girlfriend I just like someone and I'm like well that's very different from what you'd originally said to me which was that you liked her so much that you didn't want to be speaking to anyone else which in my mind is being exclusive with someone right so very interesting and uh he really insulted my intelligence by saying 
<laughs> you know, Fiona, it rings true on so many levels. Like a a, a very powerful tool in the, the arsenal of a fuckboy. And by the way, I'm not calling mm. him a fuckboy because I actually, no, I, I think I like he it. does, I think I he like does um, exhibit like decent behaviour. Um, maybe a little bit sketch, but you know, that's okay. But but a but a key a key tool in the arsenal of a fuckboy is to keep the door open mm. just that little bit. So they know that down the line, if they are bored or they are, yeah. um, you know, no longer seeing that person or they're up for a little bit of action with you, the door is open just that little bit that they can re-enter your life with a, hey, what's up? How are you? How's it going? Because when you close the door hard in somebody's face, it's very difficult to uh, re-enter mm. their lives. So, you know what? Just be careful of that. And I know you obviously, yeah. you obviously are, but a lot of girls would kind of um, indulge the very casual chat that is so minuscule but it keeps the door open and it means that those boys can re-enter and girls, you are worth so much more than that. So if somebody's not interested in you, slam the fucking door in their face and give yourself the space to be on your own and reinvite wonderful people in, not fuckboys. I think uh, it's interesting that you say the term fuckboy because I think here what's very interesting to assess in this situation is this is a new breed of fuckboy that we're coming across which is the fuckboy that tries to uh portray himself or showcase himself as the quote-unquote nice guy and by saying things like actively saying things to me like i wanted to tell you this and be open with you because i'm not that kind of guy and don't you remember what i'd said to you earlier and i think i played you a voice note obviously off the pod about how he said oh i'm not like that type of guy i'm not this i'm not your usual guy and he was basically showcasing himself and uh what's the word for it um showing me basically that he was quote unquote different from all the other guys but actually what he's displayed here is behaviors that are very much in line with a fuck boy because he's made up this lie which is very clearly a lie and tried to make out that by being my friend it, yeah exactly what you say it keeps the door open so that when the time comes if he needs me again yeah. he'll be seen as oh that nice guy that i once yeah. chatted to yeah rather yeah, than yeah. oh that fucking dick the door is and isn't space. that like just a little bit more duplicitous than like it's, somebody yeah. than being like a blatant fuck boy because it's kind of like um miraged it's with like the good the good mirage. guy persona but um listen you know the crack, Fiona. You're a big girl and you know that this is not the behaviour that lends itself to no. a happy, thriving relationship. So uh, that's a shame because he's yeah. from Northern Ireland. He oh, is a handsome yeah. guy. He, I will say when I listened to his voice note, he was definitely what I would term like a total rugger bugger. Um, and he's uh-huh. like, I'm not that type of guy. I'm not the type of rugby boy. I'm not the type of guy that dates so many of these girls. And I was like, you kind of are. You're, I think though, you know, that we have to be careful with the guys that say, oh, I'm not that type of guy. And it's like, instead of saying, telling me that, show me that. Yes, like, don't yeah, sit actions there. speak louder than words. 
Don't sit there and tell me. He had the decency to, yeah, he had the decency to let you know sooner rather than later. He could have dragged you on for months, which a lot of guys do. So totally. I mean, it's fine. Moving it was very on. Interesting. Moving on. Um, my second piece of information to divulge with you, which has been, a, I feel so excited to tell you this because it's such a like crazy fucking thing, but also I'm so glad it happened. I saw my ex-boyfriend yesterday and this is the ex-boyfriend that I've spoken about a multitude of times. The one that super, super broke my heart. Um, the one that I, I had my most traumatic, basically, breakup and heartbreak. So we were both invited to the same kid's birthday. Very close friend of mine who I actually met through him invited me. And she did tell me that he was going to be there. So I already knew... I didn't know whether his girlfriend was going to be there. I didn't know that she was going to be there until I, t- I got there. And I I don't know how I felt about it beforehand. I kind of felt like I felt like a bit of anxiety, but not really. And then I got there and it was one of those things where like my heart was like a beating in my chest. Okay. And then um, I saw them and I then was talking to some girls that I met there. And, and then eventually we ended up like saying hello to one another. And it was a really interesting thing because what's funny was my first instinct as a girl was to make her feel okay, the girlfriend, rather than worrying about him. You're just such a lovely person, Fiona. You really are on so many (laughs) levels. And I love that about you, that you would actually consider her feelings even before your own, I suppose. Well, it was just the way that he did something. He did something that I was like, it would have really pissed me off if we were together. And this was the kind of thing that pissed me off when we were together was I saw, we saw each other and I waved and he was like, he gave me a massive hug. And before he came up to me, he goes to her because they're walking towards me together because, you know, we were in like kind of area and he goes to her I'll just wait one second and then he hugged me and I could see over my shoulder that her face was like not happy and I was like I would feel the same like she knew who I was of course she knew who I was and it was one of those things where it was like why wouldn't you've just like introduced he didn't introduce me to her and in the end, I was like, fuck that. So I basically went up to her and gave her a massive hug. And I was like, hi, I've heard so much about you. So nice to meet you. To make her feel welcome. And then and then we were like having a conversation, just us. And then I like, I felt it was very like small talky. And then like to like diffuse the tension a bit, I then basically was like, oh my God, I went on a date with um, Jeremy's brother. So like it's a friend of, um, it's a friend of his. And um I went on a date with his brother and then we kind of then since like when I said that it really like relaxed the situation because it was like made very clear that like obviously there is nothing between us and it was it's obviously yeah. all fine and then we had like a like a right or laugh and it was like really fun it was like all fine and then he started asking me questions about like some of my friends that are still living in Dubai and and it kind of was getting to the point where it was make, it was being made very clear that him and I used to date. And then luckily, saved by the bell, a friend of theirs came over. And like, it, it, to be honest with you, she was absolutely lovely. She was so nice. I preferred her to him, to be honest. Yeah, And course. like, there was just so much of it that like, it just made me realize so much that this person, her, that I'd obsessed over for so many years was actually just a normal person. And I, I, I'm so, I felt so... I woke up this morning and I feel I felt so free that actually oh, amazing Fiona I feel like that 
that whole thing I didn't I didn't feel also like when we met I didn't feel like I made jokes about like oh like it's I have to go play the facade of who's won now with my ex like all that sort of thing but like actually at the end of the day no one's won no one's lost like we're just now it's like I feel like it was made very clear that him and I were not meant for each other. And it was nice to also see him with someone that really is probably much better suited to him. And it was made very clear also by just everything about her was just so much better for him than me. And it was so nice to kind of realize that. And for so long, she's been in my mind, this person that essentially quote unquote stole my boyfriend, which she didn't at all. Like we were not together. We'd been broken up for like a good eight months and then they got together. And like, you know, she was, she was just a girl that met a guy. That's it. It's not anything to do with her. But I think for so long, I really like put, put that in my mind. Cause of course you do that sort of thing, don't you? And then. Oh, um, absolutely. And it was just, I feel so free waking up this morning, like being like, you know what? how great and like and I got in and I sent him a message because I was like I I want to so I sent him a message being like top oh my god I almost said his name so lovely to see you like you know um it was so great to see you your girlfriend's an angel like I prefer her to you already (laughs) and like I like hopefully see you soon lots of love and he sent me one back being like it was so great to see you too it's so nice to hear that it's everything's going so well for you I was sure to tell that and it was just really nice and it was just like nice yeah. to feel. Isn't it wonderful when things just come full circle like that? Yeah. And I think we're all guilty of doing this. I know that I certainly am, that we create such a scenario in our head and we feed yeah. it. It's like when I talk about feed, you know, feeding the darkness when really we should be feeding the light, you fed so much the narrative of this girl stealing your boyfriend even though she obviously didn't and who she is and what they had and you feed it and you feed it and you probably weren't feeding the light that actually he wasn't good for you actually he wasn't meant for you actually you weren't very well suited and he didn't make you feel very loved you just focused on this person so much and then when you saw him and her just to be confronted with the reality of the situation you kind of want to lambast yourself for letting yourself be dragged to the pits of overthinking for so many years when you could have just been free the whole bloody time and we all do it Fiona we all do it um and I guess that's a learning for you I know I've certainly made that make uh, that mistake before you just have to let that shit go because even if you two had have stayed together even if she never came on the scene and she didn't quote unquote steal your boyfriend you and him would have faced so many issues together because fundamentally you were not right for each other you would have ended up probably breaking up further down the line and you would have ended up really resenting him because he would have wasted x amount of months or years you know on each other so I think that's a really good point of learning for all of us actually yeah letting things go closing the book and just moving on knowing that Things are just meant to meant to take a certain course and you just have to go oh, with the flow yes. of life. Well, that's exactly what it is. And I think I left there and I was voice noting a friend about it. And I said to her, my friend, I was like, I've come away from this knowing that like what is out there for me is going to come and find me. And he was not it. And even like even things like when I looked at them together aesthetically, they're very well suited. They look 
like they look fitted together whereas i think me and him didn't look fitted together because you know he's a bit lumberjack-esque we actually used to call him that and i'm a very much city person and i think that like it just even stuff like that like i just it it showcased so much to me how not right and that made me feel so good because i was like wow like i'm so free now i'm so free of feeling like I need to prove anything yeah. to him. It's like such a liberating feeling. I read a meme recently and it just shows that in the flick of a switch, in in, in a nanosecond, in a moment, how your, perspe- your perspective can completely change. So this girl had basically said that she had been in love with her boss who was married for like 10 mm. years and it all ended with the fell swoop of him saying holly bobs and it was obviously a joke but it just goes to show (laughs) that like it just takes you to like for a split second to readjust for you to be liberated from that feeling of absolute like this girl had apparently tortured herself for years and he said holly bobs and that was it over and she was like oh my god it, it freed me from the shackles of that infatuation so there you go the shackles i, I le- think is what is the yeah the shackles I, the shackles i'm we've I'm, all I'm been free shackled. of the shackles we've all been shackled about thinking about that person that got away thinking about that relationship thinking about the person that we did or we didn't pursue thinking about the job thinking about the opportunity we are all so shackled to things that happened in our past and they are in our past for a reason there is fuck all that we can do about them the only thing we have control of is the here and the now and that's what I want everybody to take away from today's podcast live in the here and the now you're safe you're well you're exactly where you're meant to be and you're fucking awesome and you are perfect in the current moment of life okay lovely yeah shout out to our sponsors El Couture the female founded female run athleisure brand Laura Rooney I have just purchased myself the Serenity Seamless from El Couture it's one of their collections and can I just tell you it is one of the most comfortable things I've ever encased my sausage-like body in (laughs) is this the one that contains your breasts wonderfully yes oh my god so i have got ginormous breasts Mm -hmm. and i find it really really difficult to buy sports bras especially ones that are comfortable and that don't give me those red lines and i wore it to a class and honestly i can tell you very comfortable super supportive really held my breasts in and i really recommend it for the big boobed amongst us wonderful well also super happy to report that we are giving an exclusive 20 percent discount you're going to find the link in our show notes the code is lovebites20 and this is applicable on full price items you can use this in store so there's two stores in dubai one on Alwasal road one on the beach alternatively order online and there is express delivery if you live in dubai i believe it takes four hours fiona which is amazing it does and if you're buying from outside of dubai then you get free express global shipping with all taxes being covered by el couture so thank you so much to our amazing sponsors el couture right i have a letter fifi hi girls i would love your help From the get-go, I am aware that I am coming across like a total bitch, but it's truly how I feel. I'm from Ireland and have been dating my boyfriend for five years, with nearly nearly two years of those spent long distance as he moved to Australia just before COVID hit. 
We spoke loads with regular video calls and tried our best to keep the spark alive. So I was excited to see him for the first time last month. He arrived into Dublin airport and my heart sank. I instantly knew that I was no longer attracted to him. I didn't really notice on the calls, but he had let himself go and didn't take any pride in his appearance. I berated myself as I knew this was so shallow of me, but I cannot shift the feeling. He has started giving me the ick and we all know where that leads to. Our reunion shag was so disappointing as I just didn't feel it. Am I being ridiculous? Can we recover from this? Basically, oh, the reunion this girl shag was disappointing. That is just the I fucking know. worst. Uh huh. And do, do you know? Um, she had obviously built this up for so long. I mean, two years long distance, not seeing your partner on the other side of the world is gargantuan, and. She obviously saw him and something that 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 switch has flicked inside of her and she just clearly no longer feels the sexual attraction. Like, how crazy is that? Is this something that you think that this girl can work through? Does she have a conversation with him? Um, By the way, I'm looking at her Instagram profile. Like, she's quite young. It's not like she's in her 40s or 50s or whatever. It seems to me she's like early 30s. So look i mean i don't my opinion on this is 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 pretty strong you tell me yours because i mine's quite strong as well i not like okay it was kind of similar when i was in my i maybe just finished university wrapped up uni so like 2021 and i was dating a guy from australia for like quite some time and then he went back to Australia and then I kind of followed him out six months later and there were no video calls back in the day like there was no Skype there was no anything and I arrived into Brisbane airport and he picked me up and like this girl my stomach just sank it's not like he changed physically in fact he his physical appearance was was enhanced he went from like a pasty white guy living in Ireland with no sun to like being a really tan surfer dude but I don't know what it was Fiona but he instantly gave me the ick and I was like remember being like oh fuck okay but obviously you don't say it and you kind of block it out and you get swept away with the romance of this reunion and things like that but I spent the next three weeks fighting the ick so badly like this girl, my reunion shag was just like, oh my God, I just wanted him to get off me. And I knew personally that I was never able to recover from that. I was only dating that guy for like a year or something. I think this girl said, did she say that she was dating him for five years? oh I don't know I I really don't know because I really want to give better advice that she can absolutely speak to him about this um about the issues that are concerning her um and hopefully the more time that she spends with him she can kind of fall back into like sexual lust with him again and I'm sure she absolutely can by open lines of communication I know for me when that ick starts to creep in it's really tough to offset it i i am in agreement with you because like the thing is also um 
I had a really, by the way, I, I had a really interesting chat this morning with um, Christiana Maxson, who is the dating coach in Dubai. I will talk about that another time, but we were having a conversation about attraction versus sexual attraction versus, you know, the things that are going to carry you through your life. And I think that it's really interesting that she says, let me just con consult the letter. She says about the fact that she's essentially not attracted to him anymore. And you'd, what you'd, what you hope for is that even if someone lets themselves go a little bit, um, the kind of fundamentals of your relationship that are attract quote unquote attract you to that person which is the values and the emotional side of things will be able to kind of carry you through and that emotional stuff becomes the stuff that makes you want to have sex with that person it's actually nothing to do with what they look like anymore but what's worrying is that she said that she's physically not attracted to him anymore yeah that's really and that worrying. is really worrying because that means that the fundamentals of the relationship are not strong enough maybe to take them and through. like do you do you blame her you know she spent I don't blame her. two I don't years blame her. doing long distance and here's another thing hard. that 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 letter kind of really resonated with me you know with my ex fiance we did long distance for mm, i remember two years um he was in saudi and i was in dubai i mean we were only separated by an hour's flight however um we only saw each other every two weeks sometimes every three weeks and people would say Laura I bet you guys just have the best like reunion shag I'm sure you guys just spend the whole time shagging and making up for lost time and I would sit there silent being like oh yeah 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 uh, no not at all I find it really difficult to actually come together again and meld with each other I find the exact opposite I find that we had become so disjointed I was living my life I was making so many new connections because I essentially was living like a single person again and it, you know I had a very busy life and my job and I had a really hectic social life so I didn't really tell him a lot of things that were happening because they were kind of like small details and then he would hear me talk. I actually remember we were at a, a, a we were at a double date in the sunken garden with uh Ruby, our mutual friend, and her uh boyfriend, Matthew. And we were all together chatting away, and Ruby and I obviously headed off as like best friends straight away. And we left that meeting and he went, Laura, it breaks my heart to see you have all these new connections and new friends and you had a whole conversation with Ruby and Matt and I didn't know who you were talking about I didn't know who these people were you didn't even tell me about the things that you were talking to her about and I thought you would have at least like kept me in the loop and I realized that I started to already already really detach from him I didn't realize that at the time but looking back I was creating a life it was survival, actually. Um, I was creating a life without him because when you're two years without somebody, it it's it's not normal. Yet I normalized it. Remember, I used to say to you girls, you know, this is my normal. This is just what we do. And I think it's okay when you're really established in your relationship and you're like 20 years down the line and you, you want to do that. But like we were still in the very early stages of our relationship when marriage and starting a family was really should have been on the radar not breaking up and working the way we did so 
whenever we did get together and people used to talk about the fireworks that would have existed, I was like, the fireworks are not the sexual fireworks, but the fireworks of who the fuck are you? How do we make this work? Um, so I really feel for that girl. And the reality is sometimes long distance can really kick the shit out of you. For a lot of people, it can strengthen your love and your determination. It can strengthen your resolve to be together. And for other people like me, it it did the opposite. And I wonder, has that happened with this girl? And if that has happened, that is okay. That is absolutely fine. What she needs to do is ascertain truly what's happening. As you say, Fiona, has she detached from him on a <coughs> very emotional and personal level? If so, that's an issue. Or can she, you know, work on this physical attraction thing and have a conversation with him and reignite the fireworks again? That's a tough one, but that's ultimately something that only she knows because there's there's a lot of variables at play here. Mm, I agree. I think it's a it's one of these situations where you have to then have a very long, hard talk with yourself and say, yeah, like you said, is it an emotional disconnect or is it purely a physical one? And if it is purely a physical one, that is something that is very easily remedied through a open communication. You've been together five years you can I think you can have a conversation if then you know then kind of take it from there but I think that's a you have to really introspect in these situations because it could just be a total physical thing and that's fine but I mean it's not the best when you're not attracted to your other half and you know Fiona that's that sorry I beg your pardon um the the physical thing is I mean, it's very real. Like when you're not physically attracted to somebody, do you believe that you can pull it back? Well, no, because also another thing is as well, like we're all going to get old and fat. Like I want to, I hope, I hope that whoever I am with, I will fancy them no matter what they look like because the emotional stuff is going to be there so much so that like you know when we're old and wrinkly and saggy balls I'll still love that person and I'll still be attracted to them so that for me I'm like if you've and I know that for me like when I stop being physically attracted to someone it's game over I can't get it back right yeah I I would clear stop for me when yeah. I'm not um, attracted and I get the ick from a physical thing, I can't, yes, I can't, I'm done. Yes, yes, I, I agree with you and I have tried to get it back before, like with that guy in Australia, um, I tried to get it back but I ended up just, I think I told this story before but we went out for a, a night out and he had a, a bit of a jealous streak and even that I just found so unattractive and um, we ended up having a, a fight one night and I mean, he was totally in the wrong. And then the next day, bearing in mind, I was only there for a three week holiday. I put him on a one week sex ban and he was literally counting down the day. I remember that we were in Byron Bay and he was like, in 36 seconds, did it, did it, did it, do our sex ban is over. Of course, like he loved me and was attracted to me and his girlfriend put him on a one week sex ban after a you know, living across the globe. And I remember having sex with him, but being like, oh, fucking hell. Like, this is terrible. Um, and I did try to get it back with him because he was actually a really, really nice guy. And he 
kind of pursued me for many years after. And he always put it down to, oh, I was, I had that jealous streak and it drove Laura away. And really what I wanted to say to him was, I'm not fucking attracted to you. And in hindsight, Mm. it was probably the kindest thing that I could have done was to say that there was no attraction anymore. But I just couldn't bring myself to say those words because I felt that it was so unkind and so mean. But sometimes we just need to hear the truth. Has somebody ever told you that they're not attracted to you anymore in a relationship, Fiona? No, never. No, somebody, I was with somebody before at university and I had put on weight. I was at university. I just spent my time eating Chinese food and eating crisps because <laughs> that was like all I could afford. Um, And I was so unhealthy. I used to drink this thing. I don't know if you have it in the UK. It's called Blue WKD. Have you heard of it? Yeah, of course. I've, there's a classic picture of me like basically off my... I don't know why I thought that was an Irish thing, but it was either that with vodka and Glenn's vodka, which is the cheapest vodka known to man yet. So I would get some Glenn's vodka and then I would like maybe four or five shots and then I would uh, add a little soupçon of either uh, Blue Wicked or um, Smirnoff Ice. So I was very unhealthy and I put on weight. I will admit that. And I remember an ex-boyfriend saying... I just want to flag that you've put on weight and I'm really becoming unattracted to you. And I was absolutely gutted. But actually, I appreciate his honesty in hindsight. I wasn't appreciative at the time. I was completely, like, completely gutted. Like, I was really into him. Um, And we ended up breaking up anyways for different reasons, I would say. He was, like, a real cool dude around town. And I don't think that he really was into a kind of a chubby university girl like hanging on his arm like swinging a bottle of blue wkd and eating a freaking snack box from the emerald takeaway on the lisbon road that apparently had rats but fuck it whatever so um yeah sometimes honesty is the best policy and i wanted to talk today if you were not about love is blind do you think we have time Yes, fuck it, let's do it. Because we wanted to do it for ages and I watched the movie last night. We've wanted to do it for ages. Fiona, tell me your thoughts on Love is Blind. What did you think of this season? Uh, I felt like none of them liked each other. Only two couples got married. And I just feel like no one liked each other. I felt like it was, I don't know, I feel like it was... um, I felt like there was... There was, I don't know. I just didn't think anyone was that good, to be honest. Um, I yeah. thought that Shayna, Shane, Natalie Triangle was so interesting, very interesting. But also, um, I think that a lot maybe was cut out. I don't know. And like, I feel like also um, they could have done more with that triangle because I, I feel like when do you remember the episode where they all met on the beach? Yes. And then Shayna was like yelling at Shane saying, oh, this fucking fake ass relationship or whatever she was saying. And then there was no follow up from that. Like there was no like we didn't get told why she was so angry about it. And I thought that was really interesting because I agree. I feel like then something was said or done to make her do that. Do you not think? 
Well, I think, well, we'll talk about that in a minute. Just to give everybody a little bit of oversight with Love is Blind season two. So I am not into reality TV at all. Mm-hmm. I know Fiona, you love, I the, do. I the, love, it. love Island and stuff. And I just, I, I didn't want to go there. And then our friend, um, Michaela, she has a really, really funny um, tendency to like satirically you know, commentate on Love is Blind. So she kind of got me hooked because she's a really clever girl. And I was like, fuck it, if she's watching it, I can do this too. It is essentially how many couples, I'm going to say like groups of girls, groups of guys get put into a house, like Big Brother style. And then they meet in the middle at these things called pods. So Boys and girls are talking, but they cannot see each other. So the whole premise of this is that they fall in love with each other's personalities and soul and what lies beneath. So they don't see each other, hence love is blind. So there was a, yeah, great summary. That's just what it is in a nutshell. There is a villain in all of this. A villain has emerged triumphantly. And it's this guy called Sheik. Yeah. Sheik describes himself as a vet come house DJ, which in itself is just fucking scandalous. <laughs> if you describe yourself as a vet come house DJ, I mean, we've got big problems. But he basically did not understand the premise of the show that you fall in love with somebody's mind and soul he would be saying things like oh so uh what do you get up to um I love to work out do you love to work out and the girl would be like what the fuck you're clearly trying to ask me if I am a smaller girl or a bigger girl that completely negates the whole point of the show my most creative one was he said um to Dipti was the girl he actually engaged to uh, I love to go to music festivals. Yeah. Do you yeah. do you love to go to music festivals? And she's like, Yeah, I love to go to music festivals. Oh, I love it when uh, a girl gets atop my shoulders. Do you like that? And she's like, Yeah. And he said, Would I have a problem lifting you on my shoulders? And she is like, she come on, you're clearly trying to establish my size. And he could not wrap his head around the love is blind concept. As it transpired, Dipti, his uh, fiance he proposed to, really lovely girl, like a beautiful soul, stunningly beautiful. I would describe her as quite a natural wholesome yeah. girl like the just emanated warmth and and like beauty and stuff but she wouldn't be your like typical sexy skinny blonde big titted girl that I think he actually was really into and he would say things behind her back like she's my best friend I love her but I'm not attracted to her. And he was actually pretty disrespectful and he said things to her about her like oh my god I feel like it would be having sex with my aunt or like basically she gives me no sexual feels and it's just like really weird and gross so he was really quite disrespectful with that and we obviously saw a lot of him talking about her that she wasn't privy to 
So I am so glad that she did not go ahead with the marriage and this is what she said and I applauded her so much. She said, Shake, I cannot marry you. I deserve somebody that knows for sure. So I am choosing myself and I am going to say no. And I just thought you are amazing for doing that because at one stage I was worried that she would just go with it because she seemed to be quite wrapped up in the relationship. But she she knew that she deserved to feel 100% desired. She deserved to feel utter commitment and she didn't and she chose herself and Dipti is a fucking legend. Couldn't agree more. And actually this was something that um, I was talking about today. Like I think what she said was so important, which is I choose myself and I want someone that has 100% sure because I actually don't think I've ever really, really had a true connection with someone and they've said to me you are a hundred percent what I want and I will do anything to make it work like I will like spend my life trying to make you feel safe and secure like I've never had someone say that to me I've never felt like also someone has wanted that for me so when she said that I was like wow also I was like good for her and also yeah. I wanted to slap him into next Tuesday when he goes after the wedding after he said that oh do you know what I'm so glad she said that because I didn't want to have to be the one to say it and I'm like well, yeah. you're a fucking coward and also like you have yeah. no like the audacity to say things like about girl sizes and whatnot when he himself was no fucking supermodel I know that's the thing like if you don't watch love is blind I, I actually would really encourage you to do so I thought it was really compelling TV but go and have a look on their Instagram they've got a really active Instagram channel you'll see this guy yes I, I thought he was okay looking but he definitely was not the Adonis that was able to make these statements about women I agree with you the Shane Natalie and Shayna triangle was so compelling I actually think Shane and Shayna made a much better match if I'm honest um Shane was one of those guys that needed words of affirmation and validation from his partner so Shayna was being quite um playful and cheeky and she was she wasn't telling him what he needed to hear. I think she was just trying to take that playful, um, elusive approach. Yet Natalie really gave him the the words of affirmation that he needed. He felt very safe with Natalie. And I think that was the, I, I think he chose the wrong person because I don't think that Natalie and Shane were a good match. I didn't particularly like Shane or Shana, but I do think that they would have been much better suited and part of me feels a little bit bad for Shayna whilst I did not like her in the pods whilst I thought that she was a bit of a dick I felt that she kept her relationship under wraps so the the point that I wanted to make before Fiona about the the triangle the thing that I think that you're missing or that we were all missing rather was Natalie wasn't aware of Shayna and Shane actually liking each other. Um, Shayna kind of kept that under wraps for whatever reason. 
So that's why Natalie was very uh, shocked at that conversation that took place on the beach. Um, but either way, that was a that was a a very compelling tri- tripod to watch. And I also thought it was well. I know there's been a lot of stuff, especially on Diet Prada. Let me uh, get it up. Diet Prada, for those of you that don't know, is a kind of uh, Instagram account that calls out a lot of fashion brands. Um, and they called out Shayna, basically. And it said things like, Shayna from Love is Blind is giving me Trumpy vibes right now. And then Absolutely. basically there was, so sh- for, the, for Shayna then ended up getting engaged to this guy called Kyle, who was of Mexican, I believe, or Latin American origins. And um, there's this scene where Shayna takes Kyle home to meet her parents and her parents are very much like quintessential white American family who are very religious. And uh, there's this Instagram post of Diet Prada where it's like, it's Shayna's parents asking Kyle if he loved being American that gave me all I needed to know about this family. Yeah, I completely agree. It was so uncomfortable to watch. And, and she then, had this real issue with, I don't know if you noticed, she had a real issue with him being atheist and not believing in God. Yeah, but it was never said as a preference at the start of any of her thing. She never asked once to Shane what exactly. his was. She never asked to Shane. So it wasn't an issue with him. And that, yeah, the, the, I, I felt that... Um, and also, I'm really sorry as well. well. Who did she get engaged to? Was it uh, Kyle? Was it Kyle? A lot when when I kind of did an Instagram shout out for what do people think about Love Is Blind? A lot of people say that they thought that he was being low key manipulative with her and proposing with his mother's engagement ring and things like that. I didn't see that as manipulative. I did. I just cringed when he said you remind me so much of my mother I want to marry you I thought to myself what the fuck is going through your head that you tell your prospective fiance that she reminds you so much of your mother like to me I just wanted to shout at her don't say yes please say no walk away and cut your losses and then she was kind of like uh yeah what the but hell? I, like, but I didn't you hear though in the reunion? Um, just before we wrap up, like, did, didn't you hear that? Like, they he said Kyle said that actually Lowe's was cut out because they actually because it was made to look like him and Shane didn't really have that stronger connection. But like, loads of stuff was cut out because they were actually had like a lot of like they had a lot of long long dates. Whereas okay. obviously they've cut it so that because there was so much emphasis on the Shane Shane and Natalie trio that actually. We didn't see the relationship that Kyle and Shayna built together. So that's why we were all going, what the hell is going on? Why is she saying yes? But actually, like, it probably made sense to Kyle. Like, I think they made Kyle out to be a bit of a fool because it made us look like he was seeing and reading things completely wrong. When actually, I think that he probably is not that stupid. But, um... Yeah, it's super interesting. I really, um, I really enjoyed. Can I just read some of the comments that um that people have put on Love Bites? And this was some of my favorite. I, do you know what? I love it when we ask people for questions. This was uh, I the the thing was uh, what Laura had asked. 
so heads what uh what did you did you learn anything did you love anything or did you learn anything from love is blind and someone's just written they were all insane and they all need therapy <laughs> they all need therapy i'm shocked any of them got married and then uh, and then uh, then someone's like shake or what the hell is his name he's actually vile <laughs> Isn't it funny how people perceive things in a completely different way? So um, somebody said so many toxic men were to start Shayla being made, the, sorry, Shayna being made a seasoned villain where it was so visible. Kyle was playing the good guy and emotionally manipulating her to agree to the proposal. Same for Sal and Mal. I mean, mumbling, I'm a good guy. I feel like a good therapist could have a lot to say. Also do a proper dissection of women behaviour and codependency and relationship, which I suppose in the pods, you know, it's just a recipe for utter codependency, isn't it? Um, yeah. I thought it was a really good series. I thought it made me question a lot of things myself. Um, I put myself in the position of some of the contestants like Jared and Ayanna, for example. So, Jared proposed to Ayanna only after he was turned down by Mallory. And I thought to myself, if I was in Ayanna's position, could I have, would I have said yes, knowing that just a few days before he proposed to somebody else and was subsequently turned down? Now, it transpires that they did get married and they seemed to be really happy. However, at the beach reunion, Jared and Mallory had a quite an inappropriate conversation whereby they both admitted to really liking each other and kind of regretting their quite a suggestive conversation whilst both of their fiancés were essentially like a couple of meters away but yeah really interesting would love to hear your thoughts and yeah love you Fiona I love you okay just before we before we um before we go I just, I just like to say something really quickly tell uh, me the guy the guy that uh, we were discussing earlier uh, the one that wants to be my friend has just messaged me again shut up as we were as you were reading when was it <coughs> as you as you're reading Excuse the letter me. he's just gone how's your week been are you okay like do you not like you're I, not friends we're not like, friends here pal what am I? I can't express it anymore. I quite literally had. I literally sent him a voice note, being like, "Listen, I don't think you're a bad guy. I just don't want to be your friend because you wanted to date me, and then you just decided that you wanted to date someone else." That I mean, I literally can't. I couldn't. I want to know. Any clearer? Yeah, I, I, I want to. I want to know from him. Like, why do you want to be my friend so much? He's am I leaving off- the door open. He's leaving the door ajar. You know what he's door. doing, Fiona. You know what he's doing. Um, we don't have time for that. Unless no, you really want I, another new no. friend, which I don't believe that you do, especially I'm one busy. that passes you over for somebody else. So fuck him. No, no, no. Anyway, I love you a lot. I and thank you, you so too. much. And I really loved this episode. I feel like I just, I feel like this week I have woken up on a Monday morning and I feel so free of my, the shackles. And also I had a laugh about the Irish guy because that was really funny. Good stuff. <laughs> and I love well, Love is Blind. And um, next up for your reality TV induction is to make you watch uh, Married at First Sight, which is also excellent. Is that on at the minute? Is that a current series? Uh, yes, uh, you can okay. watch it. I think it's Channel 4. Anyway, see you later. See you later.